0: On this week's episode of the Compete Every Day Podcast, Dr. Paul RCRO tells us what it takes to live our prize life. What's up, competitors, and welcome back to the Compete Every Day Podcast. My name is Jake Thompson. I'm your host here on the show, as well as the Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day And I'm excited today as we welcome to the show scientist, author, and speaker, Dr. Paul Arciero, to talk about what it means to create and live your prized life. What you eat, how you move, and how you use your body helps you shape the way you live on a daily basis. It influences your emotional mind state, your mental well-being, even how we interact with people closest to us. Dr. Paul and I dive into his prize lifestyle method, talking about a focus on nutrition, being active, paying attention to our emotional well-being, and how it's our small daily choices, those can't-see choices that create our can't-miss outcomes over long-term periods of time. I'm excited about today's conversation and hope you'll stick around to the end to learn more about where you can get connected with Paul Find out about his book, The Prize Life, as well as his other programs. As always, to get connected with me or the show, email me at podcast at And a quick shout out and thank you to you listeners. I, I love seeing on Instagram the repost and story tags of you listening to the podcast. I know a lot of you are loving the content recently, especially the short... Friday bonus episodes we've been doing. And so I've got something that's in the works just for you. If you love those short quick hitters to start your day, something that I think will help you stay fueled for the rest of this year and into 2021. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, as you know, get in touch with me at podcast at Check out past episodes and guests at podcast.competeeveryday.com and get ready. Because we are airing this in mid-April and starting May 1st, that's right, May 1st, we will start taking pre-orders for Compete Every Day. The not-so-secret secrets to winning at work and life. That's right, my very first book is going to be available for pre-order shipping on June 1st. We've got a number of copies coming in. I will be signing each and every one for you. And people who pre-order during the month of May will get a ton of bonuses, including a Compete Every Day bookmark, some free downloads and resources, additional content and video around the book that will only be available to those pre-ordering. And you'll be able to find out all of those things and get your copy pre-ordered at competeeveryday.com. So get ready for that. I can't tell you how excited I am to get that book released. It has been over a year in the making of actually writing and producing and well over 35 years, I should say, of creating the content, learning the lessons, messing up, getting back up and sharing with you what I've learned from key performers about how they continue to excel at work and at life in hopes that you will take some of those lessons, run with it, and despite the quarantine, despite the COVID, despite any challenge you're currently facing, you will start applying these choices to level up your life this year and continue to compete every day for the things that matter to you, the people you love, and the life you desire to live. So be on the lookout for that. Now, let's dive into today's episode with Dr. Paul Arciero on living a prize life. Oh, welcome to the Compete Every Day podcast. Jake, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Man, uh, this will be fun. We played phone tag quite a bit with, with your schedule and my schedule. And, and fortunately, April was so kind to connect us. Uh, and today, here we are on the podcast. And so I'm excited to talk about uh, the prize life. I'm excited to talk about your work. But I have a question for you that I found interesting in prepping for the show. is You have labeled yourself as not a great student growing up. Uh, however, you're a doctor, you're an accomplished author. Uh, tell us a little bit about your transition and journey to today, because it sounds like it's it's been an interesting one of dealing with and, and using a growth mindset.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, this is a, a topic for, you know, a lot of people that um, is common, right? I mean, uh, life at various times presents itself in ways that uh, we didn't uh, predict or imagine, or necessarily want at the time but uh, boy it sure does um, spring open some doors and so yeah I had a lot of doors shut early on in my life and first and foremost it was that uh, intellectual mental um, mind uh, part of my being and I just uh, I suffered terribly I was not a good student asked to stay back uh, twice before I even hit the middle school so you can imagine um the, the, the beat down to the ego that had uh, for me um, and so yeah, you, you find other ways of of finding some self-identity. But you know what it speaks to, Jake, more than anything, is that we're we truly are multi-dimensional organisms, you know, human beings. We we have so many dimensions to us. And so I, I speak to this from a perspective of hope for people, because so often, while you might assume that one door might have shut and that was it, and that's the end, uh, there's no more hope. Uh, There's no way out, but man, there's just so much that we still have within us to shine bright. And for me, fortunately, I was able to um, uh, link that door shutting of my mental intellectual capacity with a physical, you know, being um, and and an emotional. uh, I really got in touch with my emotional side in those early years. So, yeah.
0: I was fascinated listening to a little bit of that uh, kind of before the show. And, and one of the things I'm fascinated by and, and would love to hear you expand on a little bit for our audience is where this passion for studying peak performance and finding out how we can start to reach our potential and, and what we're capable of. Where did that kind of curiosity come from uh, and how, were, how was that early starting process of, of pulling uh, essentially on that thread
1: to learn more? Yeah, for, for me, again, it was born out of this uh, survival uh, mechanism that I just, you know I, I knew I needed to find some identity somewhere. So I threw myself into this physical lifestyle. I tried all different types of sports and athletics, and uh, two of them kind of rose to the top, hockey and tennis, and then tennis really um, assumed most of my life after that. And, and so that's where my initial orientation and perspective came from, was a very egocentric uh, evolution. You know, what could I do? What could I find? What could I read? Um, you know, what could I engage my my physical body in to get me to a higher level of, of self worth? Right? Because I defined who I was solely on how well I performed as an athlete, and that's you know obviously pretty shallow, but pretty, pretty people, common though. It's pretty common, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for me, it was all about uh, what could I do to become the best that I could. And what ended up happening was on this journey, um, a couple of things. One. I had other people starting to ask me, "Hey, you know, Paul, what are you doing? You know, to get in such great shape? How can you, you know, perform at this level so consistently?" And you know, I was 18, 19 at the time, but for me, it was a total epiphany because I, it, for the first time ever in my life, people were actually asking me something, you know, in terms of, of, of information and and uh, of value that they could use. And I just was like, "Wow, that's bizarre! That someone's actually asking me, you know, to help them." Um, but then at the same time. I had some loved ones that uh, were experiencing illness and disease and actually um, death. And so I lost uh, my maternal grandfather and paternal grandmother. And that was devastating uh, to me. And I just thought, man, that's crushing. And that was that emotional side that I had really developed um, with the absence of that intellect that I you know, thought I didn't have. And so that really hit me. And I was like, wow, this, that's really odd that it's hitting me. And then my father got very ill. And so those um, close individuals that I loved and adored, when they became ill, sick, and passed away, uh, it was actually heartbreaking for me. And so that combination of me wanting to find the answers for my own personal development, and then other people asking me, but then even most importantly, was when those others in my life that I loved got sick, I said, man, I wanna find out what are the secrets? What are those lifestyle variables that we can all do, that we can all engage in on a regular basis to allow us to live at our absolute optimal level. And so Todd, let's, let's go through
0: that journey a little bit because for a lot of people, they may get that curiosity. They, they may go through a similar situation as you are, but the difference in what I would say a lot of people and in, in the journey you've taken is, is you've started creating stuff to share that now. You didn't just, Hey, that would be really cool to find out. And, and how can I maybe just use this for my life, but how can I not only learn this, but share this. And that's really become the foundation of, of your work from, from speaking and, and writing and teaching and all of that. And so I'm curious what pushed you to really take it from more than just something for me to improve my life, but something I've got to get out to others.
1: Yeah, that, that's great. I, I really like the way you set that up because uh, early on, it was it was just about uh, finding this information and then either using it for myself or sharing it with other people. But what ended up happening was uh, contradictory information kept on appearing, and that you know continues to this day. But I knew I wanted to uh, completely immerse myself in something that had staying power that could hold the test of time. And I was not a science person. You know, I, I grew up, my father was a, a salesman. Um, my mother was a, a school teacher, um, an English teacher. So I didn't have science in my background, but that's what I was gravitated toward. And here's why I, I was starting to realize that, man, if things are gonna really stick with people, if things are gonna really hold value for people over the long term, they have to be grounded in a foundation that's really rock solid. And so I started to say, oh, where is that coming from? You know, I hear this from this person and hear this from this, you know, movie star, or this athlete or this entertainer or this celebrity. And, you know, some of those things were were cool and, and were helpful for a period of time, but I definitely want, was gravitating toward those things that I knew were going to hold the test of time. And so anyway, to make a long story short, I just started reading science journals. I started, you know, pursuing that. And so that took me on this path of of really looking at, uh, and identifying what was it that I could do in my own life and in my own pursuit of these questions of helping people obtain optimal health and optimal physical performance that they could use for a long time down the road. Um, and, me t- and me as well. And that took me to the science. And most importantly, I discovered that without question, what it was that we put into our body, how we nourished our body at the deepest level of our cells, our DNA was going to hold the, the primary key to allow these things to stay for the longest term, and that was nutrition. So, I um I pursued a uh, you know an education um, in nutrition, and then soon that followed was applied physiology because that's of course how the body works. So, um, those are the two areas that I have focused on since that time, that early period of um, my journey.
0: What what I find fascinating about that, and and I'll share before we dive into your book a little bit, is the fact that you were raised by a teacher and a salesman and you said science wasn't really part of it, but, but the work you do now from that science background is teaching others. And then obviously having to have that sales mindset because we're all selling regardless of whether you believe you are or not, you're all selling something. And so how can I best, share with you how this information can help you and so uh, I thought that was interesting the way you position that because for me it was it was very similar mindset of I was raised by a teacher Uh, my mom's a teacher my grandmother aunt, uncle are teachers my dad's an entrepreneur And, and so you know I never thought about the education really space as a career until I got into speaking and that's really what you're doing you are an expert in an area you're teaching others here's how to improve your career your life your mindset. And so I I had to throw that out there for our listeners, especially if they look at how they were raised or what they were around and they may not see how dots connect, but uh, sometimes those dots connect. And so I always challenge the readers to kind of look back and and see where some of those influences could have come from. But now here to you, I want to talk about the prize life and, and what essentially that is and that pursuit uh, for our listeners that may have interest, because I, obviously I want to recommend your book, uh, having a copy myself, having enjoyed it, uh, and know you have some other fun things in the works for this year with The Prize Life. But tell us a little bit, what is The Prize Life? What is what is your book's goal? And, and really, what can readers expect from it?
1: Yeah, excellent. Um, and I liked how he said that. Yeah, the, the, the teaching is is tremendously important. And then to branch out and give it to other people. So The Prize Life is... Is really uh, the sum of all of these experiences that I've had as a scientist, as a coach, uh, as an athlete, um, as a college professor. uh, You know, all the things that I've done as a consultant for major corporations. You know, these are things that I do on a a daily, regular basis, and I'm still doing very actively. Um, The prize is that distillation of those things that have risen to the top over the last 30 years of my professional career. And what the, what it is, it's just an acronym, prizes an acronym. And I love the name by the way, right? Because we all love to get prizes. Um, and I'm, I'm really honored to be able to have this as mine, right, um, you know, I've got a trademark on it and uh, it's be- become very successful at a very large level. And what makes me most proud is that the name and the acronym stands for giving something to someone else. And, you know, when we talk about what provides our lives, at least for me, anyway, on a personal level, the most meaningfulness and fulfillment is when I can share with other people. Um, and that's what motivates me. That's what um, is my true passion and mission in life, uh, because I do get to share. it. So prize stands for just that. It's, it's something that you can give to other people. And that's the intent of why I developed it. I didn't want to keep it to myself, right? Scientists have a, um, a very long history, many of us have doing research and keeping it to ourselves, or at least sharing it with other scientists. And what's the benefit of that to some degree? So PRIZE is first and foremost that um, nutritional, well, it's a lifestyle foundation, but the P in the PRIZE life stands for protein pacing and intermittent fasting. So this is research that I've been doing now for over a decade. And Uh, It has clearly shown that at least at the very basic foundation of somebody's um, ability to nourish themselves at the highest level, uh, you need to uh, incorporate protein pacing and intermittent fasting at some level. We just know that these two things are consistently part of uh, the blue zones that we have all over the world. They're consistently part of the healthiest populations that walk this planet. And so I'm not advocating that it necessarily has to be the only way that somebody eats, but it has to be the foundation of whatever way they do decide to eat. Um, And that's why I call it the foundational lifestyle paradigm that people should follow. So protein pacing is is simply um, consuming the right type, first and foremost, the quality of the protein that they eat um, in the right amounts uh, at the right time throughout the day. Um, and then intermittent fasting is something that people can in, infuse within that model of them nourishing their body. And so, uh, you know, it begins first thing in the morning for many people within an hour of waking up. They should have a, a serving of anywhere between 20 and 40 grams of high quality, either animal and or actually plant-based protein. So it can be a combination of the two. It can be one of them if you want, as long as it's high quality is, is, uh, is, is the most important component of it. And then making sure that they're um, consuming that quality and amount every four hours throughout the day. If you're an athlete, if you're somebody who's looking for weight loss, uh, it has to be a little bit more often. Um, And so that doesn't really necessarily resonate because people think, wait a second, I'm trying to lose weight, I shouldn't be eating that often. And just the opposite. We know now through a great deal of very, very high quality scientific research that if you truly want to lose weight for the long term, for the long term and, and do it very healthy, Um, you need to eat more often in this high-quality protein pacing model. Um, So that's the foundation. And then the the four remaining letters, the R-I-S-E, it's not spelled with a Z, but R-I-S-E, stand for the the movement aspect of the prize life. And so the first one would be resistance functional uh, exercise training. And so those would be performing movement patterns that, Uh, are going to help you live your life better in terms of activities of daily living, but functional movement, functional capacities. So we know that's so limiting in people. And then the I is high intensity intervals. The S is for stretching, uh, mobility, flexibility. And then the E is for endurance, or what we call uh, aerobic cardiovascular exercise. So by the way, the the prize acronym also goes in order of importance. Our nutrition is first and foremost what we should be focused on and then our movement experiences should be should follow after that but even among the movement the RISE which I love by the way because it stands for RISE which we all need to do more of um, is also in a descending order of importance Um, so they're all important but just the resistance uh, reigns supreme when it comes to our physical health and then I add in also just to finish this up is part of the other foundational principles of the prize lifestyle is the recovery, the restoration um, that we all need to incorporate? That would include our emotional well-being. So taking time for your um, mind, you know, your mind and your emotional well-being is critically important, and that includes recovery and sleep, making sure that you're getting adequate sleep. So that's the um, the prize lifestyle in a nutshell. One of the things I'm
0: curious uh, from your standpoint on is the mental aspect of all this, because. With any lifestyle change, with any change, especially when it comes to food, there's so much of a mental hurdle or roadblock for a lot of people to adopting that. From your own personal journey and in, in making these tweaks, what are things that you did to better position your mindset around how you were adjusting your nutritional intake and your just active lifestyle in building the prize life that maybe our listeners can keep in mind is they have to make adjustments on their own side uh, to incorporate pieces of this or the entire life.
1: Yeah, that's so important. Uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, it, it's eating from a standpoint of a, a, as much whole food as you can. Um, again, that's a struggle because of our uh, way of production of our current food supply, and, and uh, more importantly, just the the risk that we all have with uh, toxins and pollutants and pathogens that are entering into our food supply and our water supply. So we're inundated. And that's one of the things I measure in my research. I measure um, our our exposure to toxins in our body. So I actually quantify toxin levels in the body in the research that I do. So I have firsthand evidence of this, but yeah, it's not easy to to get away from. So we have to be real sleuths in terms of how we choose these whole foods. And believe it or not, Jake, in some, in many cases for a lot of people, um, healthy, high quality, engineered supplemented food oftentimes is a better choice for a lot of people because i always tell them what's the alternative you know what's the alternative of stopping at a fast food restaurant or a convenience store or even sometimes a grocery store if you choose the wrong items so you have to really understand how to do this and i talk about that in great detail in my book and how to do it properly but yeah to to, to simply um, rule out any other help in terms of, of you know, engineered, uh, high quality, nutrient dense food is just, um, uh, is is very limiting um, for people. And so I just want people to be open-minded to that because given our current food supply and how it's um, infiltrated with certain things, uh, you can oftentimes do that better. So that's number one, is just be open-minded about where you are gathering your sources of healthy nourishment. But from a mindset perspective, you know, it's very interesting. When we look at nutrition, it's, you know, the understanding of what we should be eating is pretty well known by most people. You know, if you talk to people and you say, hey, you know, what's a healthy food? What's a bad food? Some people struggle with that still, but a lot of people understand that. So it really comes down to what is your reaction? What's the value that you're getting from nourishing your body with a healthy food source or from engaging in a healthy, active lifestyle? And, you know, it's very different than how men. Perceive this from women, and if you look at the two ways that we um, we view this, men and women, um, it's it's in this kind of fashion. You know, men are pretty simple. Uh, let's just face it. You know, we see we see you know some some uh, a muscular body or we have this goal in mind of, of losing our, our gut, or, you know, we, we keep it really simple, and for us, we can stay on track. Uh, some, you know Most men, if that's what they wanna pursue is a healthy lifestyle, but that's what is motivating for them is kind of the end goal. For women, it's not. Believe it or not, women don't look at that end goal and say, yeah, that's what I wanna achieve right there. They have much more of a healthy response to it. What, what women do when they pursue this goal of adopting a healthy lifestyle, whether it's to lose weight, look healthier, uh, engage in a more active lifestyle, whatever, feel better, they look at the, the the immediate tangible benefits of them incorporating a new healthy lifestyle. Whether it's eating healthier, whether it's engaging in a healthier life uh, movement experience, physical activity, or a healthier emotional well-being mindset, they're looking at how that choice that they just made has translated into how they're feeling and how that will allow them to then emote or interact with someone around them, a family member, a loved one themselves, whoever it might be. So for them, there's this direct connection of them adopting this healthier lifestyle and serving as the sole motivation or the primary, maybe not sole, I didn't mean to use that word, but the primary motivation for them to stay with it. Men, it's like, hey, I want to look like that. I want to have those big beach muscles. I want to have bigger biceps. I want to have a six-pack ab. I can stay on this. That's cool. Um, And and is that necessarily the best way? Probably not. You know, it's it's pretty, um, in many ways, short-sighted for many men, but for women, they have just this deeper connection to it. And that's the healthier model when you really look at this in terms of the long term. So that's the mindset, um, believe it or not. And what I'm trying to do is just educate people a little bit closer to the healthier, um, you know, woman model of of how we approach things, because that's what creates, as I talked about at the beginning of this, staying power with a healthier lifestyle. And that's what the prize lifestyle is all about, is incorporating these things on a daily basis. I actually say a moment by moment basis, so you can make a direct correlation between you making that healthy lifestyle choice and how you feel, and how you're then able to interact with those around you that you love, you care for, you work with. that's the way to encourage these things over the long
0: long haul. I love it. I love it. Especially the idea of a moment by moment basis. It aligns very well with the idea of a day one attitude, day one mindset that we talk about here on the show of just focus on the current moment, quit worrying about everything else, stressing mm-hmm. about tomorrow, uh, just be locked into this. Dr. Paul, for anyone that wants to get connected, we obviously have a link to your book here in the show notes, but how can we connect with you online? How can we learn more about the prize life and most importantly, how can we follow along because you have some stuff coming up later this year that I know people will want to be a part of.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Thank you for offering that. So, the, you know, the best way is the prize life. You can find me on Twitter. You can find uh, me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. So, you know, it's easy to find. It's just the prize life spelled P-R-I-S-E L-I-F-E. So the prize life. Um, and as you mentioned, yes, I'm really excited. I'm in the works. In fact, I have a uh, Another meeting right after this uh, with uh, my publisher, and we're going to be producing the cookbook, the Prize Life Cookbook. So in addition to the Prize Life that you can find on Amazon, we have the cookbook coming out. We have the playbook, which is going to allow people to follow the Prize Life every day for 30 days. So you know it's right in line with all the fantastic work that you're doing, um, and it's it's just really exciting because uh, again, it's based on that long-lasting foundation of science and research from a guy who's actually done it, but also I pull from other experts in the world that have contributed to this. Um, and then after the playbook comes out, we're going to have a handbook, which will be something that you can kind of carry with you as a daily reminder. And then finally, we're going to be um, helping all of the, the wonderful uh, trainers and coaches, life coaches um, that are out there on the, on the trenches, the ground level of working with people on a daily basis. So we'll have a, a coach the coaches, coach the coaches, Uh, prize life manual to help them spread the word as well. So that's really exciting.
0: Awesome. Awesome stuff, man. You are hustling. You are working. You're putting out some great content. Thank you for taking some time out today to hang out with us on the show and share a little bit more for our audience. Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Really appreciate it, Jake. And keep up the great work that you're doing.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with me or the show, email us at podcast at To join our free Facebook community and get connected with other ambitious leaders working to win their work, their workouts, and their life, be sure to visit us at facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day. Until the next episode, keep competing every single day because your life is worth it.